Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. This morning on the third hour of today, what's the deal? Holiday shopping starts today. Which stores are rolling out the discounts and how to make sure you're getting the best price? Plus, our Consumer Confidential, could you have hundreds of dollars just sitting in a drawer? We're going to get creative with all those unused gift cards. And then later, Mark Wahlberg, live. He's going to take us behind the scenes of his life as a father and booming businessman. And from locks to cameras and more, some bright ideas to make your house a smart home. That's all ahead today, Monday, October 10th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good Monday morning to you. Welcome to this third hour of today. Craig Melvin, Dylan Dreyer, Chanel Jones. Yes. As you like to say, a cousin of He's the show. Cousin. cousin Eddie. Ja- yes. Jacob Soberoff in for Al Roker today. Thank you so much for starting your week off uh, with us. By the way, you guys have, yes. a, have a good weekend? I feel like we had a yeah. full, a full weekend. So I was in full soccer mode this morning or awesome. this weekend. Um, my kids had um, soccer tournaments every um, year this time. And they took third. Not bad. That's good. Yep. That's so they great. handed out dum-dums, which is what he's has right there in his Nothing <laughs> <laughs> better than a dum-dum. There's, I mean, no, there who thought that they got, like, I don't know, a million-dollar oh, prize? Yeah. It looked nice and chilly out there, too. It was cold. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you're in the middle of the field all weekend it's long. good for the yeah. soccer players but not exactly. for the, the parents for the on parents the sidelines how about you um i had the opportunity i was invited to the morristown book festival oh, um sent a little in new jersey in new jersey at morristown new jersey misty the cloud um, misty the cloud a little bit of promotion there read the book signed some autographs which was great and then it was just a, a kids weekend we did just a whole lot of nothing the boys played video games not, oh, not so much oh. Rusty, but Rusty's pulling himself up on everything now. So you see that little stairs back there. We have it all blocked off. He's, <laughs> he's wild. He's like free range. And, free range and the Rusty. pillow's underneath yes. there is that so they can like jump So he off. can't crawl under. Oh, so yes. Mr. Melvin, what'd you do? Uh, well, you first. You all right, first. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, okay. My wife is here. Nicole is here. Usually oh, I'm yay. so lonely, uh, you know, <laughs> hanging out by myself in Europe. We took the subway. Nicole was on the subway with me. There she is. Oh, there looking, oh, picture oh, of looking your wife. Did you take that picture? That was candid. Chanel, what are you talking about? <laughs> we so had a good funny. time. And uh, what else did I do? I Put the other picture up. I forgot train. what I did this weekend. Oh, my best friend's 40th birthday. birthday. Thank you. Aww. There's Barnett Arthur Zittrin, my college roommate. Did you just uh, give us his whole name? Yes. Okay. He's a wonderful man. There's also my father-in-law's 70th. Happy birthday, JoJo. Oh, happy birthday. You had a full weekend. Yeah, it was yeah. a busy JoJo? Weekend. Yeah, can you tell? I can't exactly remember what I did this weekend. It was a good one. So sounds What'd like it was do? a good time. I, it was we, great. we hung out with some dear friends, some dear, dear friends in upstate New York okay. at, uh, at their place. And our kids, I think, and I think we've got a picture of the view okay. of the place. So oh, this, wow. was our, this was nice. our view for the weekend. Nice. Our People kids, you should be friends with. Our, yeah. our, our kids are, are the same age. So we had, we had the perfect mix of hanging with the kids and hanging with our friends. It's always yeah. great when the kids can get along because then yes. you can truly just have Enjoy. a joy. It was so like there you go. babysitting weekend. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you had a good weekend. Too. Yeah. How about this fast food? Uh, and who is actually 
the fastest. The 2022 QSR drive-thru report is out. I know you're waiting for this. Everybody's waiting for this. The QSR, of course, the QSR drive-thru report. Chanel, every year she sits by the uh, the computer. It ranks how the top chains, uh, how quickly they move people through the line. Uh, Coming in first, any guesses? It says that in the teleprompter. This is kind of a surprise to me. Why? The, Why? The it takes five seconds to make a taco. Really? I don't. That just, just roll it up. But, but that, you say that. Roll it up. Often, service time. Oftentimes at Taco Bell, you've yes. got like a lot of different orders. You got a burrito. You got a yeah, taco. Yeah, but they're all like pre-wrapped pizza. They know what they're doing they there. Two hundred twenty-two seconds. Three point seven minutes is the average. Wow. Time. That's fun. last place. Chick Fil A. And it's Which worth the way. Worth the way. Three hundred twenty-five seconds. Five point four minutes. But it's it's misleading because it's because it's so busy so at Chick Fil A all the time. I've waited very long. Right. How about in and out? I feel like it's way longer well, than that. In and out, but it's worth the service because it's the it's the it's the least stressful, I'd say, drive through experience at In and Out. You know what my They're dad used to say? Friendly. He'd say because he would read the lips. They always ask you when you pull up, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah, I like. That. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, and he'd say they're going to ask you, "Hey, how you doing?" I say, "Dad, how did you know that?" They just so when it. they ask you, do you give or you just say you're fine? I say, no, I'm great. Doing great. How are you doing? You're like, actually. <laughs> That's why it's so slow. I'm waiting for somebody to ask me. Can you no. imagine that in New York? <laughs> Pick it up. Right. Pick it up. Let's stick with the food theme here because there's this huge debate online over the proper way to cut a sandwich. Oh, yeah. So it began with an Instagram recipe for grilled cheese and tomato soup, right? Sounds harmless oh, enough. Wow, it's from the popular great. food blog, Smitten you, Kitchen. Okay. The video inspired an article from the Washington Post titled sandwiches must be cut diagonally and i'm not taking questions so this begs the question nope. how do you cut your right, right down the middle. what is your a? what is your go-to right down the middle i'm the only one. Oh, well, that's what Wait. this whole debate is about but am i right or am i wrong well, you're, you're, clearly I, you're wrong i'd say you're right for a turkey and cheese sandwich for a grilled cheese it always needs way. to be cut on the Wait, well, I'd like to apologize to America. <laughs> yeah. And you guys do you. I think the best way to cut a grilled cheese sandwich is also with the spatula. You know, the one you flip it with, you just if use you, that. If you're using a, oh, a, a hard spatula, really not one of those plastic spatulas. No, it's, it's, it's a struggle, but you can still do it. Buttery and greasy. Katie, great job on the grilled yeah, cheese. What kind of cheese? Uh, it's our favorite. Uh, Kraft American? Sliced cheddar cheese. Katie doesn't make anything No, gross. you know what makes this stand out? The sprinkle of salt you put on the outside of the sandwich. Moving on. Well done. Well done, Katie. Thank you, Katie. All right, so now let's talk about the unofficial start to the holiday shopping season. It's here. I'm telling you, we're weeks away from Black Friday, but already there are deals to be had. So let's bring in our friend, NBC's Emily Akeda. She's here to break down some shopping strategies. Like I know. I was it like, smells really we good. We have had a lot of halves. All righty. I can't believe that we're talking about it already, but... I mean, it's time. Yeah, it's Columbus Day, but it feels a whole lot like Black Friday. There are still 76 days until Christmas, but the holiday deals are well underway. Major retailers are looking to serve up savings on popular holiday gifts, even before some people, myself included, have picked out their Halloween costumes. This morning, it's beginning to look a lot like Black Friday, as major retailers look to kickstart the seasonal savings weeks before Halloween. Starting today, Walmart is rolling out rollback discounts on popular gift categories like beauty and electronics for the next three days. And Target is launching week-long Black Friday deals three weeks earlier than last year, cutting prices on appliances and toys, and even offering 50% off on select home items. 
There are a lot of deals out there. Basically, Black Friday season has already started in full force. And this is just the beginning. Amazon will kick off its prime early access sale tomorrow. Expect the deepest discounts on Amazon products like Echoes, Kindles, and Fire TVs. But you'll also find steals on brands including Sony and Dell. And while Kohl's is dishing out two days of deals on the 11th and 12th, Bed Bath & Beyond's fall savings event features markdowns of up to 50%. Everyone's looking for a deal right now. The October savings have frugal holiday shoppers starting to check off their gift lists earlier than ever. Here we are in the beginning of October, and I would say I'm 75, 80% done my holiday shopping. So what's pushing the so-called Christmas creep? Insiders say retailers are trying to clear out excess inventory and win over cautious consumers who are spreading out their shopping as inflation strains their wallets. Retailers know that consumers are really stressed financially this year. There is some demand for shopping early because it does make it easier on your budget if you can be disciplined and spread out your purchases without overspending. To ease the headache, experts say turn to technology. Websites like SlickDeals.net source and compare prices online at multiple locations with users voting on the best deals. While apps like Shop Savvy allow you to scan barcodes in person to find the lowest price, and Camel 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 will track an item's price history on Amazon so you know if the sale price is truly a good buy. But with so many discounts coming in the countdown to Christmas, a key secret to saving is price matching. Target, Walmart, and Best Buy all say they will match prices on select items, but their policies vary. If Target, for instance, drops the cost of something you already purchased there, you can request a price match through Christmas Eve. So there may be no time like the present to get those gifts. So are there things you should wait to buy right now? Experts say the price of winter clothes are expected to drop after the holidays. Toys could drop closer to Christmas. But keep in mind, popular items may sell out. Another thing to keep in mind, you know, when you think about this extended shopping season, I'm really speaking to myself here, it really gives the temptation that you overspend. So make your list and stick to it. I kind of like sticking to the list, buying something here and there. So it's like your your credit card bills are spread out. Exactly. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But that requires planning. Emily, as always, Thank you. Thank you. All right. Coming up next, we are talking about, Craig, your favorite holiday gift. It's true. It's the best. It's the best holiday gift. (laughs) If you have a sack of them at home, Vicki Wynn is here this morning. She's going to share some creative ways to use them. And here's the thing. You may be able to cash them out if they haven't expired. Yes. And then later, in Motivational Monday, a groundbreaking brewery where everyone can tell a story. Every can tells a story is what I'm trying to say. Oh. Yeah, the can has a story. They give you the scripts. We'll, oh, <laughs> we'll be right back. You have the scripts in front of you. They give us these pieces of paper. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is 
constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. back with a consumer confidential. We talked about the fact that the holidays are fast approaching and there's a good chance you may still have unused gift cards from last year. And the year before that. It's true. It's true. So according to a recent online survey, about 47% of adults say they have at least one unused gift card or store credit. It adds up to an estimated $21 billion in unspent money. So we have senior investigative consumer correspondent Vicki Wynn here with some ways to put those to good use. Good morning to you. Good morning, Chanel. I had no idea it was that much, $21 billion. So before we try to get into options of redeeming them, what should people know when you dig out those cards? It's bonkers, Chanel. According yeah. to that same online poll by creditcards.com, that means each person who responded has an average of $175 in unused gift cards. Yeah. And can I just say for a moment, when did cash become tacky? No, uh, you're <laughs> Cash is, is great. You can give Preach. a check cash. That's you can true. spend it anywhere. Preach, you go to the Craig Melton like, yeah. I'm going to take this up with Craig in a minute because I know he loves the gift card. But, okay, so people have got these. They're lying around. We're talking about two kinds of gift cards, really. The kind that are for a specific retail or big box store. There's also those Visa and MasterCards that you can spend anywhere. But those can be a little trickier to use. So what do you do? In terms of expiration, pay attention. Federal law says they can't expire for five years. Some states, like California, for example, a gift card can never expire. Oh. But if you haven't used it for a year in some states, they can start charging you an inactivity fee. So if you wow. haven't put money on it or you haven't used it, then like money is just coming off of that little piece okay. of plastic. So my advice here is get those gift cards, use them right away. Because guess what? Even if they don't expire, sometimes the business goes out of business. That happened to me. That, exactly. Oh, yeah. I had $200 yeah. on something called the yes.com. Pinterest bought it. Boom. That money is gone. Okay. So don't let that happen to you. That's good advice. All right, okay. your turn. Um, in honor of this segment, I sifted through my wallet and found a gift card and bought myself a pair of shoes this morning. That's really? the ticket. If people are rifling through their desk and yes. trying to find those little cards, what can you do with them if you don't just want to like use them as they're intended. You're going to grab a Sharpie, you're going to set aside 15 minutes, and you're going to clear out every single gift card, every nook and cranny. You're going to sit down with your computer or your phone and call and figure out what is the balance on each gift card. Okay. Write it down with a Sharpie, and then you're going to make a plan. How are you going to use it? If you're going to go online, sometimes it's hard to pay with multiple different gift cards, so you may have to call the 800 number of the retailer and say, hey, I'd like to use multiple gift cards to pay for this to get rid of that balance. Mm -hmm. Something else people might not know you can actually consolidate the gift card. So let's say you've got a few bucks on a bunch of different things. Buy a gift card with those gift cards to a place like Amazon or Target where you know you're going to shop and then you have everything all in one place. Okay. And then... This is the other thing people don't know. Sometimes in states like California, Oregon, if it's under five bucks, under 10 bucks left on that gift card, you can actually say to the cashier, can I just get the rest in cash, please? Can okay. I just get the rest, you know, in real money that I can use? It seems like a lot of work, but it's, it's cash. At it's the end your of the day. money and yes. you want to use it because inflation is in decreasing your buying power. Are we, right? are we also not going to address the fact that Dylan just admitted she was shopping while she was supposed to be forecasting? This was on her own time, Craig. I forecast and after I read all my notes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about getting a gift card to a place you don't really shop. Then, then what do you do? When did you become true. such a tattletale, Craig? Okay. <laughs> 
So the first thing to do, Craig, let's say you get a gift card somewhere that <laughs> yep. you're never going to use. You either use that gift card to buy something for the person uh-huh. or you re-gift it. The thing is, if you buy something, just know that if they don't like it, they're going to return it and it'll come back on a gift card for them. It's like a never-ending cycle, right. Craig. <laughs> something you might not know about. You can actually donate gift cards. There are websites that will let you do that, or you can go directly to the Salvation Army or Goodwill and donate That's that nice. gift card. That's a if great you, idea. Yes, it is. If you go through a website, though, just know sometimes those websites charge a processing fee, so it's not going to go all of it. All of the money is not going to that okay. charity. This is something I think is a great idea. Let's say you have a $50 gift card to a store you're never going to use. Yeah. You go online, you resell it, but you'll only get somewhere between 70 and 90% of the gift card value, but you get it in cash that can be spent anywhere. So a $50 gift card, you may only get 40 bucks for it. Where do you resell it online? There are various different websites. Wow. So you want to just Google and look for one that is reputable. Okay. Yeah. Great you guys tips. always ask me why I don't move to New York because the gift cards don't expire in California. <laughs> That's it. I'll never move here. <laughs> uh, never coming. As we head into the holidays, uh, what do you need to remember? about giving and getting gift cards. Okay, I have one word for you, Jacob, yes. but I'm going to say it three times. Okay. Scams, scams, scams. A lot of scams. Gift cards are so attractive to scammers because they're an easy way to drain you of your hard-earned cash. And a lot of times people are hanging on to a gift card. They don't use it. Six months later, they realize, wait, this has nothing left so on it. So people are stealing them or what's happening? People are stealing them or they're sending you something that looks like it's a gift card for you to click on and then ends up being a phishing scheme uh, for your personal information. Uh, hmm. So you have to be very careful when you get a gift card. It is a good idea to register it. It's a way to keep track of your balance. Just make sure that you are using a very strong password to get into it. And then if you are buying a gift card on the flip side, always look at the back of that gift card and see if this pin number has been scratched or damaged in any way. That is another way that scammers wait for you to load it. They have your pin and then they drain that oh gift card. So good to yes. know. And yeah. if you're giving a gift card, always tell the recipient, hey, Craig, a gift card is heading to you. It's yeah. going to be sent to you in a link so it doesn't end up in your spam folder and so you know it's legitimate. That's a great idea too. Yeah, true. Moral of the story, good... move to California, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> or just give cash, guys. Cash is king. Thank you. King. That's true. Yeah. Great yeah. tips. Awesome. Great job. All right, coming up, it's motivation. Monday, we are going to meet a trailblazing beer maker whose unique flavors are a window into her culture. Then later, Mark Wahlberg joins us live with a glimpse into his hectic life as a father, actor, and a successful entrepreneur. He's doing it all. We'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. It is Motivational Monday. Today, we are also celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. So in the heart of the Southwest, there's a brewery that is bringing a diverse perspective to the craft beer industry by offering a taste of Native American culture and history. We genuinely have this love and appreciation for the land and the special place we live in. And it seems that authentic approach has really resonated with people. For six years, Shyla Shepard and her wife, Missy Bigay, have been sharing stories of their native people. And they're doing it through beer. Shyla and Missy are the co-founders of Bow and Arrow Brewing Company in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the first Native American woman-owned brewery in the U.S. I know you're in the Southwest now. That's not where you grew up, right? I grew up on the prairies of the Fort Berthold Reservation in Western North Dakota, where I'm a member of the Mandan, Hidatsa, and Arikara Nation. Growing up, I've got wonderful memories of being with my grandma. She's planting, you know, rows of corn, and eventually they'd find their way into her famous corn ball. So, you know, I had the joy of watching her and really educating me on our agricultural history. 
Today, that respect for land and agriculture is at the very heart of bow and arrow. How is this all part of the way you tell the Native American story? I see incorporating indigenous ingredients as a way of sort of reclaiming some of our agricultural histories that has sometimes been lost. The brewery is preserving that history by sourcing the beer's indigenous ingredients from local tribal-owned businesses. Got blue corn from Santa Ana, Pueblo. They have a mill, so they're roasting the corn for us. And we've used three-leaf sumac from Navajo Agricultural Products Industries. And this creates markets for their products. It sustains jobs where they're desperately needed and recirculates the dollars in our communities. And that matters to us. The couple is also using their platform to give back to their community by launching their Native Land Campaign just last year. We are brewing on the ancestral lands of the Tewo people. An international craft beer collaboration for other breweries in the industry to recognize the ancestral land they brew on. We developed the recipe and label. The objective is to not only acknowledge the history of Native people on the land we live and brew on, but to generate resources to support advancing ecological stewardship, access to ancestral lands, and proceeds of the beer sales have been donated to Native organizations doing this work. We had 47 breweries that have released their beers. Total contributions to date are at just over $80,000. Even the White House has taken notice of the brewery's impact. And you're not just doing this in your little corner of of the world here. You were invited to Vice President Kamala Harris's pride reception. I don't know how they learned about us or our story, but yeah, it's very humbling. The second gentleman actually paid you a visit at the brewery, right? Were you expecting that? No, that was totally unexpected. And I was so thankful that I wasn't like running errands, but it was a pretty cool experience for us and for the team that was here. For Shyla and Missy, their hope is to keep making a difference for the future of Native Americans while also still honoring the contributions of their people. Today we remember and acknowledge not only the history and sacrifice of our ancestors, but also celebrate our people's resilience and resolve and the fact that we are still here. So we have some samples here. I gave you the hard cider, so Chanel. I know you don't love beer. Yeah. Um, but the artwork on the cans are just reminiscent of their, their culture, and they're delicious, aren't this, they? This blue denim, or excuse me, the denim tux, it's got a little blue corn blue in it. Blue corn, that's this a specialty ingredient. May I recommend Scenic West, Hazy IPA. Yes. <laughs> and the, the ingredients that. that they use make it authentic, too. Uh, Bow and Arrow, they've be- actually been included on some of the best brewery lists in the country. And year two of the Native Land Campaign will launch next month during Native American Heritage Month with a new label and a recipe. Uh, it's actually going to be a Mexican-style lager with heirloom corn. Cheers to that. Cool. Cheers. Cool. Cheers. 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 Nice story. Yeah. When we come back on a Monday morning, we go from beer to Mark Wahlberg, folks. <laughs> there he is. Good morning. Mark Wahlberg live. He is back with his show, Wall Street. He's all smiles this morning. Wall Street is where we're going to we get a glimpse into what it's like to be a full-fledged business mogul. He's already worked out three times this morning. <laughs> and from that to cameras One to time. pets to more, uh, we've got some products to turn your house into a smart home. Third hour of today, right back after this. Yeah.
This morning, we are catching up with a man who's been entertaining us for more than three decades. Mark Wahlberg took on the Boston mob and the departed. He played pro boxer Mickey Ward and the fighter, earning Oscar nominations for both roles. Mark is also a successful businessman. His document, he documents his experience in the second season of his show, Wall Street. And he also gives a, a glimpse into what it takes to get in shape for the big screen. Mark Wahlberg joining us live this morning from his home in Las Vegas. Mr. Wahlberg, it's always good to have you, sir. And to say that you are a busy Renaissance man would be quite the understatement because on top of being a full-time dad and husband, you're an actor. You got about eight businesses. That's not an exaggeration. I know you've already worked out once this morning, but what, what does a typical day look like for Mark Wahlberg? Uh, it depends on what I'm shooting, but uh, right now I'm preparing for roles. So I woke up this morning at three, had a little prayer time, got into the gym, uh, read my script out loud here about four or five times. I have to speak a couple of different languages in this new film. Oh, wow. So trying to learn that uh, is very difficult. And then I'm just kind of waiting to wake up the kids, get them off to school <laughs> and just kind of that. start my day. Call all my partners and find out where we're at. And um, Yeah. Getting the kids to school, number one. So we'll make this uh, quick, Mr. Wahlberg. Um, you got you got new business opportunities presented to you weekly. I should say, in full disclosure, I'm a, I'm a patron of one of them. Your F45 uh, workout business. I absolutely oh. love it. There's me. Wait, Nobody wants that? to see me working uh. out, but uh, we uh, we have a great time. What do you? I mean, with that one in particular, or all right, take these pictures down. Uh, what do you? Uh, what what makes you say yes to these businesses, Mark? Uh, you know, a great, first of all, a great product. And I want something that's a direct extension of who I am. I do passive investments as far as the stock market and stuff, but I like to invest in things that I can be a great strategic partner in. Uh, F45 just so happens to be the greatest workout on the planet. You get results. If you've never been in the gym or you're an elite athlete, you can still get the best workout you've ever had. And there's a sense of community and support that I've never seen in any gym. So, uh, finding something great that really is sustainable. And, and Mark, you know, you listed all the things that you do since three o'clock this morning before the kids are even out of bed. But you, you also address the fact that you just turned 50 years old. So, I mean, how do you keep up with it and how are things on the side of 50 now for you? Uh, it's been a wake up call. You know, I think it's just realizing that you need to listen to your body. Uh, I was very hard headed for a long time. I always had this kind of old school bodybuilder mentality, uh, eat, ate too much. Now that I started intermittent fasting and lifting, uh, less heavy weights and just worrying about functional movement and longevity. So breathing exercises and just really being mindful of the fact that I'm not a kid anymore and, you know, using stunt doubles, things of that nature, uh, just, you know, understanding what your capabilities are. Absolutely. So Mark, on another note, you recently lost your mom, Alma, who I had the opportunity to interview. It was back in 2018. I do this series. It's called Through Mom's Eyes, where I interview moms of people that I admire. And so our viewers are looking at video now where I'm sitting down with your mom. And I mean this so sincerely, Mark. She changed my life. We were supposed to be there for like 20, 30 minutes. We were in there for hours. We went from the living room to the kitchen, her journals. I mean, for me, she was the true meaning of the word matriarch. And I, I have three kids of my own. And I walked away um, forever changed by her. And she always talked about how, you know, you would call her every day and she would say, call your mother. <laughs> I can't do her accent. <laughs> but what That was is, pretty good. That was better I, I, than most was, of the people. That was better than most of the people in The Departed. That's, that funny. that's funny. So what, what is the biggest lesson that you learn from her that you try to you instill in your own kids? Gosh, I, you know, uh, 
well, with my kids now, I, you know, I work so hard to give my kids all the things that we didn't have. But the most important thing is love, being an example. Uh, my mom was the true uh, definition of hard work, what her and my dad did just to provide for us nine kids. Uh, she was truly an inspiration, and she touched everybody that she met. So mm. being able to um, show her uh, off to the world when we did even Wahlburgers was such a great thing for her because she worked so hard and, you know, to give her the recognition that she deserved. Uh, she, she touched so many people. You, uh, you, you caught me off guard there by, by pulling out that one. And I'm going to go watch that interview, um, just so I can see her face. I mean, all I have now is the, you know, the recordings and the voicemails that she left me and I listen to them quite often. And so I, everybody that I tell, I know it's, it's a bit much, but everybody that I tell that I know that has parents that are still alive, I have to remind them to call them every day, tell them how much you love them and be there and connect with them as much as possible. She was a light. I I literally, my colleagues know it's not like I'm a journaler. After I met Alma, I went home and I journaled. I was just so moved by her. So God bless her. Yeah, she she was writing now. She was journaling and writing a book and kind of documenting her whole experience. The stories that she had would make any movie that I that I was a part of seem seem light Mm -hmm. compared to the the stuff that she had endured. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, thank you so you, much. Thank, thank you so much, Mark. Thank, thank you. you, guys. Motivational Monday. I love it. Get everybody hey. motivated and inspired to be better. Amen. Appreciate you, Mark. Thank Mark you. Warburg, thank you guys. Season two of Wall Street out now on HBO Max. Man, that was great to catch up with him. Coming up next, guys, home sweet smart home from your front door to your lights. Some high tech products to transform your house. We'll be right back on the third hour of today. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Join Hoda Kotfi for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. We are back with smarter ways to make smarter homes, high-tech products to make your lives a little easier. So we have Anne-Marie Conte here. She's deputy editor at Wirecutter here to help. Good morning to you, Anne-Marie. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. We want to squeeze in as much as we can. Yes. So let's start with these. These are smart door locks. Yes. And our Wirecutter experts, they long-term test everything, and they have been testing this, and it's fantastic. So there are three things you can do. You can open it with your thumb. Oh. You could... Type in a code, or you can flip it open, and you can use a hard key. And if you leave the house and you're like, did I lock the door? Use an app, 
and you can lock the door. Oh, my God. No pun intended. What do we got here? Oh, this is our favorite smart thermostat. And this is fantastic because it comes with an an exterior unit that you can use in another room. So if you have a room that's cold or too hot that isn't where your main thermostat is, it will help you adjust the temperature in that room specifically. So it's really fantastic. And you can also adjust it when you are leaving the house. Mm -hmm. You can set it so it knows when you leave the house and it can adjust the temperature. Yes, all of these pair with apps. Okay. Smart home has become a lot more accessible and a lot more affordable. And so mm-hmm. all of these are really affordable. It's okay. Fantastic. This next one was actually aimed at, you know, being able to keep an eye on your pets, right? So this is an <laughs> indoor-outdoor camera. You can really use it for anything. And it's mm-hmm. actually pretty inexpensive. It's about $20. Oh. So it has magnets at the bottom. So you can put it sideways, upside oh, down. I like that. And you can use it to view your pets, to see people coming in, check if somebody's stealing your packages. Mm-hmm. Really fantastic for a lot of different uses oh for these low everywhere. price. Let's talk about these smart light bulbs oh for God. a second because I find this fascinating because apparently the claim is millions of different color options. Oh. Yes. So if you look at this color wheel here, oh, cool. I can change the color temperature on this. Without this changing the bulb. Nice. Without changing the bulb. So it's great for holiday decorations. Oh. If you're doing a spooky Halloween scene and you need it to be green, it can be green. Oh, you want to change cool. it to red? It can be oh pink, God, white, blue. My kid's bedroom. Yes. <laughs> but do you have to have the, what do you need? So it connects to a bunch of different platforms, but you do need a phone or an app to control it. Okay. And it's only 16 bucks. Yeah. So but once you get the bulb, you just have to download the app? Yes. That is amazing. Really quickly, two more items. This uh, Wi-Fi outdoor plug. This is fantastic because you can control the plugs independently or together. Oh. And it has an away mode. So if you're going out of town, it will turn the lights on and off randomly. It's set up for outdoor use. and you For can, security? Yes. You oh, can cool. use it for your deck lights. You can use it, again, for spooky Halloween decorations, <laughs> for holiday decorations. It's really fantastic. I love okay. that. And how about this Nest product right here? I love this Nest product. So this is a smart smoke alarm. And with a regular smoke alarm and you burn toast and the alarm starts blaring, this will actually warn you before it starts blaring. (laughs) So you have time to go to the app and say, false alarm, false alarm, no fire. Just a bad cook. Yes. (laughs) And if you're not home, it'll let you know if there's a smoke or fire situation in your home. And that gives you even extra added protection when you're thinking about it. It alerts you on your app. Anne-Marie, thank you. These are good. Anne-Marie, we got a ball. We were great. You know, she's Dylan Marie and I'm Chanel Marie. You know, and I'm Anne-Marie. So we are. For these products, you can head to today.com shop. Yep, exactly. Just ahead, guys, our serious food for thought. Meet the couple who found their own recipe for success by opening up a very special restaurant right here in New York. It's delicious. Stay with us. The Marines. (laughs) All right, guys, we're back with our series Food for Thought, and we didn't have to travel far for this one. Nestled in the West Village right here in New York City is an Italian restaurant with an incredible amount of buzz. It's Mm -hmm. called Via Carota. It's run by two James Beard award-winning chefs. They happen to be married, and guys, they welcome me into their kitchen. Nice. On any given day, you can find owner and chefs Rita Sodi and Jody Williams in their kitchen at Via Carota Restaurant, preparing a fresh Italian feast for their many customers. It's a love story that began with food and has grown into a five-restaurant empire, all located in the West Village of Manhattan. Via Carota is, is quite literally a love story. It's your love story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We're like so embarrassed. Like, oh, yes. But it is. We yeah. wouldn't be here if the two of you didn't find each other. Yes, no. That's, that's true. true. But it's a love story. I mean, it's our relationship and our story. And then just for food and cooking and restaurants in the neighborhood in New York City. The couple, both restaurateurs, met 15 years ago at Rita's E. Sodi restaurant. 
and found out they shared a passion for all things Italian and cooking, soon falling in love. We would work so much that we said in, in jest, maybe we should open a restaurant together, otherwise we would not see each other. And so Via Carota was born. Now, eight years after opening the restaurant, known for its romantic setting inspired by Rita's Tuscan upbringing and Jody's French cuisine background, it's become a hotspot. Visits from people like the Obamas, Paul McCartney, and other high-profile guests, and its authentic, flavorful dishes have made it hard to snag a reservation. What do you credit the success of, of Via Carota to? When we walk in the restaurant, it's like welcome home, you know? You know, Via Carota is the street where uh, our home was in Italy, you know, on the, in the hill of Florence. The two of you, Jody and Rita, have become so successful, not just here, but in all of your projects. What is it? Passion, passion for, for what we do. It's not just a job, it's what we love to do. Behind all this, there's Rita and Jody, and we deeply love each other, we collaborate, and at the end of the day, we we say, well, we always have each other. We feel lucky to be here and, and have all the guests and the stuff we have. And now folks can get a taste of the restaurant at home with their new cookbook, Via Corroda, which tells their story and includes recipes from the restaurant. People will always ask for this recipe or that recipe and just sort of um, as a, an activity to bring it all together the writing, the story, the recipes, to share, be able to share Via Carota with uh, other people. And it was a good uh, um, time to, to put all our recipe together. I had a chance to visit their kitchen. It's so cool. And this is cacio pepe? Yeah. Oh my God, it smells so good. And try the food. Mm. Bon appetito, yeah. Bon appetito. Okay. Bon appetito. What are your favorite dishes on the menu here that made their way into the cookbook? If I say the, the insalata verde is, yeah, I think so. Oh, the uh, green salad? The yeah. green salad, really? yeah. The green salad we eat every day. The food we eat every day. So we have some charred leeks, so cool. Oh my gosh. Uh, so these are leeks? Yeah, yeah this one. Uh, what else? Branzino. Branzino. I love branzino, the white fish, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all the pasta, of course, and uh, yeah, all the salad. Oh man, then I'm gonna try to make that. This is unreal. It's just egg and an artichoke. It's so good. No, so thank you for coming. Cheers, cheers. Oh, this you, is. You know wow. what Jody and Rita told me? The salad, you're supposed to eat it by hand. I didn't tell you guys while we were doing oh, this. You tell me. Pick it up with your fingers. Did you find out the secret to the salad? The dressing. <laughs> the dressing. Yes, Greg said. That's all in the dressing. Guys, Via Corota, the cookbook. Oh it's God. available tomorrow. Mm. We'll be right back. This we're going to eat. Phenomenal. This is delicious. Oh, it is easier eating it with your hands. I told Tomorrow on the third hour today, actor Aldous Hodge fills us in on Black Adam. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, more of that amazing interview with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Folks, hopefully we will see you back here tomorrow. Sobel, you're back tomorrow, right? I'll be around. Yay. Yeah, you know, I'm always here, guys. Cousin Eddie. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye-bye. Cousin Eddie. I'm going to go. go, go, go. <laughs>